0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Headspace Podcast. My name is Hoden Stefan Roy, and this is the show where we're going to walk you through this album track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every single song, and that's what we do over here. The homie Chris Chrome could not join me over responsible family engagement, so I said, fuck it, let's try and get this shit out same day. And what are we talking about? We're talking about Denzel Curry's brand new album, zoo and so yeah i'm recording this on friday the very same day it released and just keep that in mind as you watch this person in the future who has probably listened to the project more than i have and i bring this up because i want to front like i'm some fucking professional i'm no anthony fantano type my opinion is just literally my opinion and how i feel on a project so often when i come into these artists I know way less than like the person watching the review. So I just like to kind of give them that honesty that your feedback, your comments, anything you'd like to add to the review because let's be real anything in the comments is something you're gonna check when you come it's totally welcomed and accepted and uh, you know if you're a little bit of a dick and it's the morning i might be a little snarky but otherwise it's totally i'm open-minded you know i want to hear what you have to say uh, on that note i totally like to uh read my favorite comment of like last week's video or recent whatever a recent comment in this case it was on the beast coast album review from escape from new york and and we had a comment from, I believe, Gurmehar Singh. I'm so sorry if I said that poorly. And it was, can you react slash review to Denzel Curry's Taboo and Zoo when it drops on the 31st? Um, well, I don't know about Taboo. I think Taboo dropped a while ago. I'm not sure about that part. But Zoo dropped. And I said, you know you know what? Um, basically, that could be an interesting option. And the, the funny part to me is that Chris Chrome. Has been on my ass to talk about Denzel Curry since uh, the very beginning of us ever talking about albums. And, you know, Denzel Curry drops the album. I agree. Okay, we should do it. The student in the comment requested it. Okay, nothing else is really coming out that I noticed on my radar that I thought was like super whatever. I said, curiosity time. Let's hit up Denzel Curry. That motherfucker did that Rage Against the Machine cover. And it was absolutely dope. And so, let's let's check it out. And then Chris couldn't come. Um, one more note though. A lot of y'all like to put the request in the comments, and the reality is that list is like five hundred albums long. So we'll get to them because I'm gonna do this for the next decade. My timeline is kind of like that. But um, I just wanted to let you know that I love your comments, and if the democracy of people all request and upvote and shit something, I'll take that more seriously. But when I say we'll do your album is because i mean it sincerely when it comes around that time and as some of these people who've been here with the channel for a while know that could that could take over a year but then one day it just appears and you're like oh shit they actually did the review so i hope to get that experience to people the you know the more we grow the more we can do reviews at a quicker pace and shit but reactions eh, i'm not it's not really my cup of tea we'll try more we'll try more over time just because they're easier before we get into the episode today for reals though special thanks to the patrons Ismail milka chris prado jonathan barnes dj black hurricane and linda williams will touch on that at the end of the episode on that note just because the google people like it when you say the name a lot we're going to be talking about the new denzel curry album zoo so this is the part of the show where i like to contextualize just my familiarity to the artist because in my opinion it makes it makes a huge difference so if you've been a denzel curry fan from back in the day when you get to this album, you're going to have watched all the phases of his career, the different parts of it. You're going to feel a certain way. If you've heard this after three weeks and you've been marinating on it and you've been thinking about the depth and everything of it, you're going to feel a certain way. If you're like me and it's the very same day of and you've been binge listening to it at work so that you could prepare for this album review. I'm um, sorry about that. A cat just burst in. And... Um, yeah then uh you would be sitting there going okay this is my first reaction impressions so i put like first reaction slash album review because this is the first day normally i like to sleep on the project really think about it etc so if anything's off i apologize in advance this is really just kind of what i thought about this project um i do care a lot about what you guys have to say we did that whole part earlier with the comments and um i do also want to point out just kind of how i i was introduced to denzel curry like i said chris has been pushing him but let's be real there was that time of the meme songs and shit. And then once upon a time, you would get the the, the thug life shits. And there was that song that kept getting played. The I am the one that blah, blah blah, da, da, da. I don't know the words, but that one, y'all know what I'm talking about. It was either ultimate or ULT or something. I have listened to both of them. Chris has played me many of his songs. And at the time uh, I was a bit of a hater. And so I was being a hater and I was like, fuck that shit. I'm not down. And I'm like, Part of it is because the lyrics weren't 100% shit I was feeling at the time. But what I have to give Denzel Curry credit for is the energy. And the main reason I really wanted to check out this album, my most recent excitement about Denzel Curry was that fucking ridiculous Rage Against the Machines cover that he did that was like... It was... It was more incredible than anything I believe Prophets of Rage could produce, and he should just replace both Zach Diller, uh, Sorry, he should replace both um, Chuck D. and Be Real, and just just bring in fucking uh, Denzel Curry and drop that fucking energy, 'cause it was it was what was needed in that moment anyway i don't have a lot more to say about denzel curry i mean except for like the whole album review but in terms of my knowledge of him i'm pretty new we'll call this like i'm a new denzel curry fan type person and uh this project's called zoo which i understand is is a miami thing or something because he's from there so i guess and it's kind of like he's the product of his environment he kind of grew up in this zoo but it's spelled like u-u and not o-o so that's i guess it's distinct honestly i don't really know the significance of it i i know that it's supposed to reflect the environment that he grew up in outside of that i don't really know the miami culture that well i don't even think we've done a lot of music from miami come to think of it on this channel so that's a that's an interesting thing we should rectify and do more miami artists if you guys know any classic miami albums that you think we should do on the classic quest which is where we do the classic album version of this show let us plus there's a girl there it's totally more fun to watch um on that note uh the cover has him in front of a car which definitely feels very southern you can see that there's a convertible it's a very beautiful car i'm not gonna lie i once owned a lincoln town car and that car makes me think of my lincoln town car and that's the kind of car like that big old 94 mafiosa looking motherfuckers i bet his car bounces and that that just looks fun right because i live in canada and up in canada or at least in montreal or quebec there are definitely laws that say cars cannot hydraulically bounce it just can't bounce the cars legally so i've never seen the car bounce I've, i've never been in the car while it's doing the bouncy bounce listening to bless ass music so Like one day i totally hope to go down into the south and have one of y'all motherfuckers be like you can bounce in my car but until then i can just kind of look at cars like this and get kind of excited but i like how simplistic this cover is i like how he's just sitting there in the shadows of something you can't see i like how he just looks so fresh and, and like it's not over the top it's not ridiculously flashy it's almost like this is me this is my ride this is just like a little invitation to come take this ride into my life and see where the fuck i come from welcome to the zoo and i really i like the simplicity of it i mean i was recently reading about album covers because uh, i like to geek out over music like that and how The real challenge in 2019 is that the the album cover went from being a 16-inch by 16-inch, I believe is the metric, of, like, the old vinyls and shit. So it's literally a full-blown, like, thing that you would consume and hold in your hands, and the art had to accommodate that. So the art in and of itself had to be good. Like, apparently you would do shit, like, listen to the fucking vinyl, and then, like, just look at the artwork and stuff in this prehistoric age prior to, like, you know, I don't know, I'm too old to really have gone through anything like that. And then you had tapes, which fucked everything up with their little fucking format. So we'll just forget about tapes because they were just chopped up versions of better fucking covers. CDs kind of kept the proportion of Divina album cover, but dropped it to I believe eight by eight or four by four. No, eight by eight, I think, or something. Either way, significantly smaller at this point. And now, when you consider the motherfucking thumbnail size, it's gotta be like that motherfucking big. So you essentially need to design for something that's so fucking tiny that people. People can't fully appreciate and for the most part are not gonna see and so the way that he's able to kind of express so kind of much of his personality through such a simplistic cover i think is kind of dope either way what do you guys think about the changes of album covers over time i mean it likely means that in the future we're not getting that many more album covers that are going to end up as iconic t-shirts like it once was and because like your music video is almost more of a powerful marketing tool than your like your social media cover photos and shit like your cover is just almost like a a cut of like a bigger piece at this point anyway that's enough of the random shit that i like to go on about why don't we move into the title track zoo this is a short song i'm not gonna lie i think immediately i would have liked the song more if it was just a little little bit longer because the chorus is alright, I mean 305 we in the house, I guess that's the area code. Um, M's all on my belt, like a am Majin Buu. I mean, I don't really know what the fuck that means. I know what a Majin Buu is, An M kind of sounds like Miami, I'm not really sure. Maybe it's because it, belt's very expensive, or I don't really get the line. But it made me think of Dragon Ball Z, so I guess that's cool. I wasn't really the biggest Dragon Ball Z fan. Pocket full of ivy, and you know the face is blue. Which, if I'm not mistaken, is talking about, like, Blue Ivy, the Jay-Z, and Beyoncé Kid. So, I mean, as far as these bars are concerned, off the jump, I realized this is not an album that I should do that thing I do where I go, like, super fucking analytical with the lyrics. Because I'll probably piss y'all off or something. Like, to me, these are just fine. Like, these bars aren't, like, super significant. They're very pop. They flow nicely. But... All I can surmise from this is that he's rich, and that his pun game is not, like, that witty. It's flossy. It's alright. Not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful here. Because I know that sometimes I come off like a bit of a hater. I very much enjoy the way he sings it. And the way he vibes on it. It's really nice. Like, if I'm not listening to what he's saying. And I just vibe with it. I find it pretty enjoyable. You know, Carol City. That's the part of Miami he's from. Boy, I'm coming through. Uh, coming out. The, and then I love the way this part of the hook flips. up. he's like, zoo. 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 Boy, we come. And I was like, that's a fucking fly part. The whole first part of the chorus, I'm like. Okay, but the whole second part is just banging i just like you really get this energy up then you get this first verse right where i feel like lyrically it's the same thing as the chorus like if i really think too hard it's like eh. but when i just let it flow he does such a good job on the flow the actual technique of his delivery it's fresh it's enjoyable to listen to in like a background kind of way like i could say i played this album at work today because it's short it, like the whole album is 29 minutes so i played it at least four or five times because i was like i'm gonna do a same day review i should drill this motherfucker into my head and if you were to ask me any of the lyrics in this verse maybe the in the cut like Gillette line would like stick out to me because it's a razor and he's in the cut and you like shave your face so it's clever uh where they serve and don't protect and like I don't know maybe I'm missing some point uh, of this track in terms of its great depth but like this whole part is just about my hood is dangerous now i'm not hating on it like it's it's not fake sounding it's not like i'm selling you some bullshit vision i'm just saying it's not like the deepest shit in the world like rep your set grab a tech leave you wet in a project in the cut like Gillette where they serve and don't protect place a bet on your head call your bluff and make a check guilty until innocent you know it's fine it is totally like a proper verse and in fact like i'm impressed by how not annoyed i am by these rhymes like a lot of other rappers can make that poppy sounding rapid top level shit but it's annoying now this sounds like you live through your shit and like actually comes from an environment where you got to experience enough shit where this just works you know glock nine by nine blow your mind now you einstein it's clever it's just not great like it's just it's like b plus it's b plus lyricism in the pop world so i'm really digging the vibe a lot more than the words so i hope that didn't come off too bad but like i have to say like from an energy perspective i was a little bit caught off guard i guess maybe I, i didn't i didn't really listen to his last project but i was i guess i was just hoping for more mosh pity type shit but in general the vibe is proper the beat is well produced this song just feels so proper for what it is man And then it's like, a little phone call at the end, and it's like, okay, like, yo, Rick, man, what's good? What's up? And then the guy's like, Holmes, we ain't friends. It's Mr. Rick. We don't kick it like that, fool. We don't hang at the club, dog. It's Mr. Rick. Now, I want to point out the skip, because in the grand scheme of the album, it actually makes a lot of sense. A lot of this project is basically back then, they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they allowed me. If I were to give, like, the album that mission statement, it would be that Mike Jones lyric um because he has that place where he's got that success now and he's kind of reflecting on it so if you think about that little skit it's kind of like he's now back in the hood he's maybe walking around and people are gonna come approach him and he's like show some respect man like like there's a distance between us we are not friends we do not hang out so i feel like the song checks all the boxes of being a decent song but lacks any kind of like Innovation, in my opinion. So I, I mean, this is just my opinion. So I give it a four point one five because I recognize it as a good song. Unless say I'm out and about and I'm at a party or something and this comes on, it's totally proper. But like, there's a lot of songs that are similar to this that I think I would listen to before I would get to this one. On that note, let's move on to the second track on the project, Ricky. So this song. Instantly picks up the energy. So I hope y'all watch to see me get more like happy with the album on track two. Sometimes people dip out when they're like unhappy with what I'm gonna say. So yeah, this is my open insecurities in podcast form. Um but no this song is instantly a little more fly, it's got a little bit more energy to it, and literally the hook kind of reinforces what I was saying about the back then they didn't want me now. I'm hot, they all on me because he goes first they mocking now they hopping all on the wave because they see me popping big large pop gets they start flocking here's what i say when they ask keep knocking so essentially back then they didn't want me And now I'm hot, they are all on me. There's not much more I can really interpret from this. There's not much more depth to it. It's fly. I learned that flocking is when you attract a large crowd of unwanted men, is what I understand the term to be. So that was new language. I'd never heard flocking before. I feel like my vocabulary is a little bit enhanced now. But the song gets more interesting when he goes into the chorus. When he goes, Trust no, uh, my daddy said, Trust no, ma'am, for your brothers. And Ricky is like his dad. So the song's a little bit of an do his dad. And oh shit somebody in the last video made a comment about my mic being dusty and i totally forgot to clean it so i just wanted y'all to know i'm aware and i will clean it once i'm done recording this motherfucker i lied it took a couple seconds to clean it up right now see person who made that comment if you're watching this video i took you seriously but yeah so when you get to the, the chorus you get my daddy said trust no man but your brothers and never leave your day ones in the gutter my daddy said treat young girls like your mother and my mama said trust no hoe use a rubber and i was like what the fuck just happened here we went from like some pretty vapid top level type of shit to a different kind of vapid shit like let's be real my daddy says trust no one but your brothers well just trust the people that you're down with and don't forget your day ones when you pop and shit like this is all kind of straightforward shit like but like a lot of people don't really emphasize it the way that they're supposed to as they're on their like hedonistic selfish quests so instantly hearing him kind of transition this idea of loyalty and stuff it kind of makes me like him more and want to hear the rest of the album like a lot more than zoo did zoo is all right okay it was very short it just had like the one verse and the the hook which was okay but this is like okay this guy's more interesting than i thought like it makes me curious because a lot of the times these pop styled rappers and i don't mean to sound disrespectful but this sounds more like pop styled rap to me um it's like often you don't really get to understand the real person who's making the music and i really feel sincerely that denzel believes the shit he's saying here and then the way he's like his dad's like yo treat the girls in your life that you meet like your mom Show some fucking respect you're like wait did denzel just say that is there a rapper who's kind of like respect women a little bit and then my mind got fucking blown when he brings up the don't trust the lady use a condom like we live in an era where motherfuckers don't use condoms in fact it's almost like fucking somebody bareback is a way to prove you're dangerous and live risky and shit it's just the wrong kind of message to be giving to kids now i've been accused of a hypocrite for my giving the kids messaging in terms of me being okay with people doing drugs or whatever but like when you're telling people to have unsafe sex to be cool or drive drunk to be cool or shit like that you're kind of like endangering other people's lives whereas in this moment it's like be responsible and keep yourself safe and shit and it's just cool to hear a rapper kind of put that perspective i'm 31 i'm not thinking quite as young as i was so that was cool to hear because he's 24 and he's saying all this shit um i'm act one two stop the trap bring it back what it do see ricky said never let nobody get up on you and then it just i don't really care as much about what he's saying but the way he says this verse and flows and he has that more kind of aggressive pumped up energy it's pretty good it's pretty solid it's really engaging and makes you want to listen to you know overall i can't say that there's a whole lot in the song that's super like out there like i really love the fact that he he shouts out the influences that brought him to where he is because i was literally just saying um recently that you know like joey badass kind of just called himself the best and you can't be compared to anybody and this that the next thing and however good you may be if you're saying shit like that it's just kind of pompous sounding but and then i realized a lot of the rappers don't shout out the people the legends that paved the way that got them to where they are so to see denzel kind of take that opportunity you know to throw out love to three six to wu-tang um to the dip set which are all the rappers he must have grown up listening to the people that kind of opened up the doors to him it was just like you know his dad used to take them to his first shows we would only drop jewels way before they dropped treaders so they would get these albums and shit i don't know man it just makes me feel like he has an appreciation for what got him to where he's going to be and that he appreciates his dad for exposing him to all of this type of stuff and then you know overall he's now in a place where he's making the music and getting money and life's whatever um i feel like the song was better really it was enjoyable it was something i could see myself really liking if it came on i give it a 4.25 um i have a lot more to say so i wish that you all stick with me for the rest of this review this went in like the more kind of auto 20 singy direction of pop rap music that i'm like for my pleasure it's not really the sound i'm most into so i got over myself and i went into this track and i have to give a lot of credit to the last line on this hook because there weren't a lot of lyrics that stuck out to me when i was chain listening this morning or throughout the day but this lyric definitely did um uh she gonna bust it up and for a designer that part's fine everybody says shit like that that's gonna be the reason why she gonna let you get behind her all right because you are a rich motherfucker who look real good the girl is gonna spread her legs and let you penetrate her i'm like yo i agree that is what they all sound like yeah if you wear gucci and the girl wants that she'll let you do it and i'm like okay i'm agreeing with you this is this is surprising twist of events You might be the that's probably going to wine and dine her. And I've met people like this. I know these ones who will take a girl out for like a $200 meal a couple times like that. And then they smash. It's not that different than prostitution in my mind. If it's like disagreement where you got to go spend all this money. Now look, y'all's dating. Y'all going on a fancy expensive dates. That's not the same thing. I'm talking about the arrangement where dude is trying to smash, exclusively trying to smash. And he takes the girl out and spends a bunch of money in the hopes of getting sex that that's a different circumstance and then if every time anyway that's that's what i picture from that line that kind of more shallow uh, pursuit which if you're into i'm not judging you i just don't think it's as impressive as taking her home using only one liners Th- that's dope that whole little part there i thought it was fresh i thought it was the freshest thing i heard on the project so far i was like damn why does he have to be singing it in this like Really soft, kind of flowy chorus way. I don't know. It's not my favorite chorus. The verses are alright. I kind of find it funny how he brings up on how he's got like a half Persian girl, and then he kind of like flips it up and he's like, "Wait, I meant to say the chick from Nicaragua. Put her on a team because we both making dollars." And I like the idea of like him working with his girl and to push it, but i don't know it transitions into like a rest in peace to like uh triple x tentation and i don't know who tree is but i guess these guys i mean everybody knows who triple x tentation is but i didn't realize that denzel curry was like friends with them and shit so that was kind of sad you know like he's kind of pursuing it he's kind of working towards like working on miami scene and doing his part and all that shit and it was it was kind of like nice it was a nice little tribute there and just kind of flows in but it kind of felt really very different than the beginning of the verse where we're talking about the girl and stuff um so i I don't know that kind of stuff i find weird in hip-hop but that's what it is chorus comes back in kiddo marv is fine um he's this line really was like he was in my city riding vert to uzi lil uzi vert i I guess it's vertical or something is what the the vert means to uzi i don't really know what the fuck it is but vel is green like that's what it means so i read this like in my city riding green to uzi lil uzi vert and I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm misreading it, but it seems like a silly perspective when you live in a place where French is the primary language. I do appreciate that again, Kiddo Marv here is like never pay for pussy, these bitches ain't getting uh my name alone gonna make me press on the hoe like a button. And like to me, I mean I'm not trying to come out misogynistic or no shit like that, but like if you go and brag about getting a girl it shouldn't be a financial arrangement because you're wealthy that's not game game is you got game so you get the girl and like then she makes you dinner and shit like that that's more in the line of how i see game and then like you know like you get stuff out of her is more impressive than say it's like if if you get a meal and like she irons your clothes and like shit like that that's a little more impressive to me then you went to a strip club and, and got a hoe like he does later on on the album. He's very upfront about it though. I like that about this guy. Still, kiddo Omar was nice to listen to. He flowed really cool. I actually found him more enjoyable to listen to on this track than Denzel Curry. Um, but again, this song just really wasn't for me while being a pretty standard sounding track like that's i think another part of it there's not a lot of like new to it there's not something in this that's like oh shit that stands out this felt like denzel curry was trying to make this kind of music and he pulled it off so well that it just didn't stand out to me so i gave it a 4.15 and i do hope you all enjoyed this one but i'm gonna move on to talking about birds i like this because it just feels like a fresh track like it 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 doesn't feel like it's so like next level in terms of innovation or anything like that but it feels fresh in the sense that like you start vibing to it you know right off the jump his verse kind of is cool let's start it over i jehovah come take a look at my city and its culture city full of vultures you're just like okay he kind of makes it look like you got this top-down perspective like look come check out this album we are gonna show you how fucked up my city is city full of zoos city full of gangsters is sticking to the code you know like just presenting the environment in like an off-handed kind of way like yo you're not from here this is the zoo and i feel like this was just fresh like i i don't know i really enjoyed it. his flow was dynamic compared to what we've heard so far he plays with the timing so well. I mean, let's be real. Fuck a pop. I got to stop saying let's be real on this one. Fuck a pop tart. We carry toasters for real. Aim cock back. Shoot at lames. Name of knowing we are not the same. Shame on a trying to run game. Was able to sell it. Now my city's serving Kane. I mean, like, it just is strong. I don't know if he was a drug dealer or nothing like that. That's not stuff I care that much about usually. But like you get the sense that the environment he comes from is proper. And it's honestly like his music is fresh enough that like it just sells like cocaine is what I took from that. And he's he's proper. Like it just this is what I was kind of hoping for. More shit like this, because the writing on this verse is cohesive. The whole verse follows on through. Then Rick Ross comes in um i mean the hook's nice too it's got like a good vibe to it where you could just see yourself kind of swaying in the club everybody kind of bumping into it and whatnot and i like how he's like "I only fear one but now nah, i fear none and if you ain't god well i don't give a fuck you know like i only fear what god has to say i don't need your approval i'm gonna keep doing me and i really respect that about that like it's got a great punkish almost energy to it then rick ross comes in huh Maybach music, and I was like, "Oh, fuck off!" But to be kind of like skips with it, like, like it deliberately intrudes the track in an almost artistic kind of way. But I feel like it was highly unnecessary. I mean, we all know who the fuck Rick Ross sounds like. Like you hear the guy's voice, and you instantly know it's him. There's no dispute. He's just got one of those voices, in my, in my little opinion. As far as like this sphere, like, there's no. And and living on a limb and I'm blowing him, boss. The second he did that, y'all knew it was Rick Ross, right? So the Maybach music is just an unnecessary tag plug, but I guess that's what he does. I don't really like it. Just like with very few exceptions, I don't like producer tags. That's just my thoughts. I feel like it just hurts the overall song. But it's cool. Rick Ross is smoking a bunch of pot. Uh, He's penning a memoir. He prays he lives to tell it. Never will he tell it because that's considered careless so i mean his memoir is gonna suck ass if you can't talk about it vroom 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 bitch we on a move snort a line of this i bet you clean your room now nah, it's dorky as all fucking anything to me but I do I have heard enough people tell me about how they have done cocaine and then immediately got to cleaning because the shit was potent and it made them feel like cleaning. So man, that line's probably clever cuz he said haha at the end. I don't know. This is fine. Rick Ross is one of those guys where there's a few songs of his i really really like but he never really impresses me as a lyricist it's just the, it's the energy it's the energy he gives off that i think people are really drawn to and he does a very good job with that i mean you might think he's a great lyricist i don't want to shit on your opinion i don't think he's any kind of a talented lyricist i think he knows how to make these little one-liner bars when he does enough of them that some of them are dope um in this song i don't think any of the anything rick ross says is is particularly dope i just think the way he says everything is fun to listen to over this beat uh denzel curry does the chorus again then there's the third verse where i kind of like where he's like butterfly doors keep the birds chirping i don't know apparently that's a nod to a little pump song i've never listened to so that's that uh big top back like i'm in the circus i mean it's cool but definitely not an original line pray keep it all like at the sunday service that's a cool line if it's about like how you keep the secret of like what's going on in the kanye west world where it's not like super public it's just kind of a secret my pastor making dollars like he eric sermon You know, like, an interesting comment, because there is the sense where in the literal church situation, it's super fucking corrupt, and a lot of people are taking money like that, but then if you think about the Kanye West music spin on it, right, it kind of could be about, like, making money because you're a blessed-ass music maker, you know? i don't know i like denzel's verse a lot actually it's a game cohesive it's like i'm gonna do my shit you know i'm gonna build up my world and i appreciate it i like it um my city full of palm trees and bad bitches you see if your dog green is bad business uh i don't re- as i understand it green in florida means something kind of different but in this case i take it as envious you see if it's all green they are switching we lost them by all means we are missing And that's an interesting line because it's almost like you expect it to be like, if you fuck around, you're going to die. But it kind of almost ends like everybody's kind of lost and fucked up in this corrupt little place that we live in. I thought this was the best song uh, we've heard so far. And I gave it a 4.35 on 5. I really liked it. Uh, The next one is called Automatic. There are not many producer tags I find very good. But then i don't know if it's the tag i like but when i hear take keith fuck these up uh, instantly my brain just deletes with joy because whether it's the eminem song or whether it's the part on the sicko mode or all the other fantastic banger-esque songs that he produces it's just hard to not like a take keith production and the way his tag gets used almost always like hypes up the song Making it like a cool insertion into the track. Like, another one I like is if you're your metro don't trust it, I'm gonna shoot you. And you just want to, like, fucking every time for me, it's last night took a L, but but anyway, there's always some song I like kicks in, you just get this good vibe to it. Either way, I guess that's the mark of a good producer when you get excited when you hear their tag and this beat. Absolutely is stellar. I I really think he fucks these people up the way that he was supposed to with the production on his track. It just has that like you just want to keep moving and when he's like automatic. Gotta have it. I'm not running shit like it was madden you know. And now I watched that thing on on whatever where he paints himself or he draws a picture of him. Somebody's talking about it, and apparently this is just like the lust of. Uh... So I don't watch a lot of interviews because then I just know what he means and I don't think as much, but. It's kind of like he comes from a place where you didn't have a lot, whether it was fans or attention or money or anything. So you get this impulse where you just got to have it. I got to get out there and get it. You know, I just took a bitch because it's a habit. Are you mad? Now you amp huh? Fake because you can't word around town. You look like a stamp. So it's kind of like that idea of like when you broke and then you just get addicted to the idea of having money or gaining fame and, and you just you gotta have it and it's just kind of then flips the script a little bit is what I think he was trying to do in the song because then all of a sudden he realizes you know, you don't want to go around around with a champ throwing shade in my light, that's a lamp <coughs> so now that he's like there it's almost like people aren't necessarily cool with him or there's more complications and shit. Um, way back when I wasn't fresh, wasn't so clean. Everybody knows that reference. Ain't nobody dope as me. I'm just so fresh, so clean. That's a dope song. Anyway, so I, I like that because he wasn't fresh and he wasn't clean and playing. He is now, but he's humble about his origins and shit. I, it's fun i like it again nods to the hip-hop legends showing his inspirations not being a jackass claiming to be the goat just claiming to be successful that's an admirable thing in 2019. i know though i was broke i had no green it's my time to blow, now nah, I got me a whole team, don't sleep on me ho, yeah ho, guarantee it'll be a bad dream. I like that, and apparently I'm not sleeping on Denzel, because I'm doing this album review, therefore I am awake in this moment. But I like the way that he puts it that if you sleep on him, as in you go to sleep and shit, it'll be a bad dream. Which is a clever little pun, because most people don't really do that, in my experience, what I've heard. So, I like that one, that was fresh, that, that caught me in a positive way. I don't want to go back being broke because mama need a crib. I got to go plaque Shit, I came from dodging hollow tips. Used to be on LSD, but now my whole life is a trip. That's a cool series of lines too because he want, he's inspired by something bigger than himself, right? Like it's not just I need wealth is my mama need a house, which I can relate to. That's part of why I'm motivated. My mom lives in a shit place. I don't want her to live in that place no more. I would like to move my mom into a proper place like everyone else. I think that's doing this shit. I think a lot of us are motivated at the idea of buying our mother's houses, but he also got the gold plaque and that comes from a point where he was dodging bullets and shit like that's a huge transition that's got to be a mom fuck, you know uh he used to be on lsd so he did drugs but now his whole life is just so ethereal that it is uh all a trip and apparently he doesn't do drugs anymore he's very sober he never went to college his shows are a scholarship so he makes enough money to cover a scholarship at his shows like that's fucking dope and then he says p diddy making bands um but he kind of says p and then he says diddy making bands and to me it kind of sounds like did it making bands but he says p diddy i don't really know why but uh c50s in my hands i remember walking around the hood with some holy van stepping. anyway it's dope people and then he has another back then they didn't want me now i'm hot they all on me kind of line but like flips it like oh i remember when you didn't want me and now we're all friends and then the second verse is cool. I like when he's like, on the road to the riches. Gotta look out for the serpents. Watch them slither to the surface when they see your plan is working. When I started, they desert and now they're back because I'm earning. I'm like, I can't hate this because... At the end of the day, this sounds very real. This sounds very proper. This sounds like him and his experiences of a person who went from a certain lifestyle where people really didn't dig him and now he's achieved. I mean, there's not much else that he's saying in his song, but he expresses the energy super well and it's very cohesive this isn't one like where you kind of flip topics halfway through the verse and it felt weird this was like a proper track this was the best song on the album so far which is cool because i just said that on the last one so i hope y'all stuck with me as i started liking it more it has such a cool energy and let's be real take keith he fucked these people up so let's give this one a 4.5 on five on that note let's talk about a speedboat what really sells this song and, like, takes it to the really, like, cooler part of life, because it's otherwise, like, it kind of at first comes off a little generic. It's not really what I'm feeling. It's it's okay. It's well done. Like, his talent is there. He's rapping it proper. But, like, let's look at the lyrics a little bit. It's, like, big talk, speedboat, pray to God I don't get repoed. That's all right. You can kind of take it. Like, his life is so fast and shit but he's also not got a speedboat and then he cares that he doesn't get taken out or that his boat doesn't get taken away which is fair didn't go to college for a three uh, free throw so he gambled in a different way he chose the music route instead of maybe playing ball or some other shit that he could have done go to college or whatever people getting killed through the people so i imagine that's like you're looking through the scope of a gun and you pull some triggers and kill a motherfucker um i like the line have your money up before you go to war because it's a it's an interesting point because like even if it's like the music industry or shit like i released a project in 2017 but i did not have any money planned out to really follow up with that release so it just it just fizzled i just put out a project and then it just sat there and it got like no spins or anything so if you look at like releasing an album or competing in a music world or anything like that as also a battle, it is worth stacking up some cheddar before going to war with motherfuckers who are running on real money who can fight back and don't want to give up their space for you. Anyway, so I really like that. Uh, then whatever. I like the triple extantation line. My dog didn't make it to 21, so I gotta make it past 24, which is also like really paying into that thing, uh, how black males in chicago weren't supposed to make it past 25 years old either due to jail or death and shit so the fact that he's 24 and he has to make it past 25 because statistically he's not supposed to that's powerful to me i really enjoyed that so this cook was pretty dope in terms of the writing like it's fine but it just sounds so like poppy and flarry to me and it's just like okay it's fine like i can see why a lot of people are gonna think this is totally hype and in its own regard this is fresh this isn't like the other one like uh wish or whatever this is a fresh track it's just not really my cup of tea um diverse is all right i mean put a red beam to your head like arby's either go to school go to jail or the army keep a close eye on things trying to harm me warn me if anyone's trying to swarm me it's all right he's flowing proper it's like it's like you got to really consider he's putting out the sociological impact of being in his hood and the the violence and you can either go to school get caught doing the crime shit or join the army and get out like that which is interesting that he brings the army up now that i really think about it because i don't see a lot of rappers talking about the army as a suitable option out the hood like it even exists as an option so good on you denzel curry that's an option that i never really thought about after two and a half years of reviewing rap albums nobody's brought that shit up interesting uh keep a close eye on the things trying to harm you know just like look around the environment you know hopefully people are gonna let him know what's up he's got loyal squad around him he invests in the rock and a rottweiler so drugs and a fucking dog pile up stacks etc and then get out when he can i really hated the talking polo call me polo to don i did not like that line i didn't i really didn't anyway it was totally fine but then he goes to the pre-chorus where he goes jesus please deliver us from evil please pray for all my people when what you see in life's illegal i don't want to use my desert eagle with that kind of singing. i believe they got in some people for like a chorus effect and it's beautiful that little bridge pre-chorus thing might be like the fucking gorgeousest part of this song like it is so like it it just takes the song to another level of what I would otherwise have felt with it because the chorus is whatever but that pre-chorus is stellar it is perfectly constructed and it's kind of like takes the tone like like save us because god you see all the darkness that's going on here why why is this happening you know I don't know the second verse is fine pouring out scotch gas all in my brain it fumigates my thoughts thinking about intricate plots to get out the hood that's when I started to jot you know so it's like pouring out the liquor for the dead homies is what I took from that because people are literally dying in his life and shit and so when he's considering the whole situation he chooses to ultimately use the pen and to do the rapping thing it's his option to escape from the hood and overall it's fine i mean it it really has a more serious tone to it but it's really like serious in the way where he's painting his environment in a in a in a way where you can tell that he comes from the hood the environment is not proper there's a lot of crime violence and things like that going on around him and he somehow escaped from this using his talents like Pulled a uh, Word on the street, everything heat. Everything hot, boy. Texas Pete. Pulled up an Alexis in a Jeep. All black. No tag. Time for the sweep. Too many guns. Too many sons. Lost in the river of blood in these streets. Master of none. Pastors and nuns. Let's bow our heads for the ceremony. So, I had to think about it, right? This doesn't sound like a song I would want to listen to. But, like, lyrically, it's pretty fucking deep. And it really takes you in this... Like, he's not glorifying anything. This isn't selling some image for the sake of, like, money or some shit. It's honestly, like, Denzel Curry is really trying to put his heart and soul into expressing the environment almost like you need to live like you're on a speedboat and you're praying to god you're not going to get killed in the whole thing as maybe drugs is the only way or this or that so i like the energy i just wish i liked the sound a little bit more so i gave it a 4.35 i do think it's a good song and maybe it's just my preferences getting in the way on that note, we are past the halfway point in terms of length and songs, but we are at the halfway point in terms of track list, so let's talk about Denzel Curry's first ever interlude, the Bushy Bee interlude. So I really... I really really enjoy like the flow of this it comes in popping popping it's just kind of like more of an effect in the background as it like builds up this little one-minute adventure tripping sauce baby dripping sauce so it's not like it's saying a lot it's just kind of like life is good is what you're feeling and then he kind of does a little rappy singy verse where it's more about getting a girl and um, I kind of liked a couple lines though like at first he was saying I wasn't hood since I uh, moved now in hollywood and it's like okay that's an interesting perspective it's like first you're criticizing the dude because he's not gangsta enough for like the environment or oh shit, you fake or whatever now that he moves out the hood and says fine goes and does another thing oh, oh now he's hollywood he's hollywood or maybe he took it in a more positive way but i thought it was just an interesting thing then there's a girl who's topless and the car's topless and whatever lyrically again not necessarily thinking it's like the most innovative thing but he flows well and the way he sing raps this i felt like you could really get a sense of his singing talent as opposed to like the effects and the overall flow of it is really enjoyable it's really nice to listen to it's a short little break in the middle of this i give it a 4.25 i kind of wish this was like the hook on like a bigger song or something that would have been really swell on that note yo 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 so this is uh mr plus pierre who produced this who is like it's almost like they recorded a phone call I'm basically, he's like, yo, listen to this person talk. Just wait. And then it's like, yo, yo, yo. But what's crazy is you can kind of follow what every one of these yo's mean. I'm like in Montreal and nobody talks like that. We are more of like a New York fast kind of pace. Like most people that I know speak at a talking speed that's like twice the south. So I imagine that. You know none of us are like this but the fact that i was able to interpret like what literally every yo in this song meant really expressed how the tonality of saying yo and how long you say it for and kind of how what it's responding to it's such a versatile word basically it goes through a whole conversation and all the dude on the other side of the phone does is go yo yo except for like a couple of parts about some girl but mostly it just goes yo 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 all right yo 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 and the whole conversation happens and then the call ends he goes see what i tell you that said one word the whole motherfucking time man different bro i know people are like that so i think it's stuff like this is really cool and i do think he's doing an adequate job of painting different aspects of his culture of his environment and where he comes from and i thought this was funny i mean i listened to it like three four times in a row because that's how i do this review it's like kind of a way to cheat what it will sound like after a few listens it's like nowhere near as good as if you can sleep on it but i thought it got funnier the more i listened to it because it's just so well made and it's so interesting anyway the next track is called carol mart like this just feels like the south so apparently the carol mart is this flea market that was from the hoodies from that everybody's to go to and it's been demolished and it's no longer a thing still it's cool to like shout out to this thing uh this place that you went to that you know like people in your neighborhood would be it's like if i shouted out ndg anybody from montreal knows what the fuck i'm talking about but like the rest of you have no idea what that is which is totally cool um but like you get this whole little intro bit kind of hyping up like south florida as being a beautiful place and it's really cool and everything's nice you know we do to flash it naturally man like it's just a hype up and then ice billion berg just flows in with this south gritty sound like i got a pocket full of money and my teeth glitter something about being a trill ass i am so fresh and you know what that chorus just came off fresh and i was with them. i felt it i was like yo this has a cool vibe it's one of those songs where if i was in a car i would feel so fake gangster like you have no idea how fake gangster i would feel listening to this shit but it was nice and i really enjoyed that and then i think denzel curry does one of his more dynamic and fucking interesting verses in the way he does his flow on these two uh on this track so i really liked it he's a real ass from the five. you know again area code that's what's up i'm in the 514 in case you cared that's what's up uh and again i like how he shows out references so it was raised off of trina trick daddy rick uh i don't know trick that is implies. I guess Rick Ross. I don't know. When it comes to that green shit, I'm I am anti it because I'd rather see a man live than a man die. And it feels like he's against the greed and the obsessive money and the jealousy and shit. And he wants to just see the betterment of other people and to, like, lift people up and shit. I was like, that's pretty dope, you know? And then he just flips the flow, like, run down or you run track. Oh, that boy, Kai, get the gap, make it go brat, lead the boy flat. All black, make the black block look like Baghdad, play the track. It's a special way I fold my flag. Um, And it's just like it's got this energy of where he's from the energy of the music and stuff but meanwhile it feels like the song is again like kind of shutting out the culture of of like of like his influences as hard as fuck but in a cool way where it's again not like he's trying to front like anything really he's just kind of painting a picture of the environment and shit then the chorus comes in it's fucking fresh it does its shit and then hear the bass down the block because the trunk keep knocking. I'm like yeah, that's fucking a cool line because you can't picture like the powerful ass fucking just how this would sound and bless ass car speakers and shit got them bushido blades because the rims keep chalking you um go for the swag uh, to get mammy popping you could smoke a little weed as long as you ain't flocking. Alright, this part's fine. He's just kind of floating here. It's a little less hard. Um, but it's it's kinda of enjoyable still. I like when he goes, I'm the Raiden a rap when they they tell that boy finish him. Cause you can just picture Raiden floating across the screen with a kin or whatever the fuck he says. And that's fucking dope. It's nothing but fatalities, them crackers gonna sentence him, huh? And I kind of appreciate how he does those Mortal Kombat flows like there. That's actually cool writing. And then to end it, because of that, the white people are probably just going to lock him up and throw him in jail. Because of the violence that just happened. Because they killed the motherfucker. And it's almost like to go from that like sense of fantasy to that like realistic consequences of what happens to it is pretty clever. Um, so I really liked it. I thought this was a cool track. Um, I gave it another 4.25. I, I don't know. I don't have a lot more to say about it. The next one is called shake 88 sometimes you hear a song and instantly your brain just fills with girls booties just shaking in all directions and it's like you can't like you can't not picture the booty shaking when you hear the song and it's cheating because it made me like the song more like right off the jump i just knew what would happen when girls heard this song and it made me go all right and then it shouts out and it pulls references from a couple of like uh classic songs that it's like sampling so as an example the intro comes from stick that thing out skeezer by little john and the east side boys and the outro comes from shake that ass by booty bass so as you can tell the people that inspired this song again showing love to the people who inspired him Are people who really are about making the ass shake in this song. And then this is kind of like... He said, fuck it. I want a fun booty shaking song. I want some shit like that. Something for the stripper to dance to. For my own catalog. And he made it. And it's great. Like, it's actually really fucking fun. She gonna shake that ass because she only lived once. She gonna smoke a blunt uh, then vibe to the front. Like, somehow... Somehow... It's kind of making her sound strong and empowered and not just like a a pointless like it's not like it's taking her in a negative direction with this. Then he has this whole situation where he's like admiring her and he wants to give her the money and he's willing to put up thousands and shit because he's openly admitting to the prostitution he's indulging because he's straight up like that. Then it takes a weird turn. He goes you want someone to come and take care of your niece, huh? Cause you a bad bitch, you don't fuck with fleas, huh? So I guess money and you don't know, deal with broke people. And then he goes, hello. And then my favorite part of song. Here's a little something about a bitch like me. Rule number one, don't touch my weed. If it ain't passed, don't puff my weed with money is all I need. And there's just something about the freshness of like this girl looking at him like, listen, I'ma tell you what's up. First of all, don't touch my fucking hair. If I don't give you the weed, keep your fucking hands to yourself and give me the money. That's what's up. And then it flows into, you know, the chorus, which is, again, just ass-shaking goodness a fucking joyful bouncing. And it's got a fucking vibe to it. Like, it's that kind of repetition where it needs to be repetition. Where you know that everybody in the club is going to be singing out to this shit. And it's just fucking proper. And you got the second verse where he just shouts out a bunch of fashion bullshit or whatever. I mean, not just fashion. You want somebody to take you overseas. Like those Instagram girls, those models that you see in all those places. There's fucking people who are flying them around and taking nice pictures. There's an actual exchange where part of the deal is if you fuck this person in this nice location, you get to take the really nice pictures as part of it where the guy's not in it so she can use it as kind of, bait and it's like a a signal to very wealthy guys that this girl's into that shit um anyway i learned that recently uh you make you want them ass shot you want them double d's you want all them diamonds trying to make your neck freeze whatever flows into the chorus and the thing again honestly the chorus and the pre-chorus is what sells this song verses are fine but it's a vapid song that's meant to be vapid. Because do you really want to think when you're staring at the ass is shaking? Probably not. 4.5 on 5. This shit is fucking fire. I really enjoyed this one. Um, two more tracks on the album. One more song. One more little skit. Let's get to the skit it's black Lines, 66.6 so they are kind of running through the radio and you're hearing some shit and you hear a little clip of i believe it's a mentor or like a, a person that denzel looks up to space Girls perp and his song fuck taylor gang plays and i wanted to know what's up with taylor gang why are we fucking taylor gang not that i have any love for taylor gang I was just curious. I'm on Google that shit after I haven't got there yet, and then um, you know, which is part of uh, Space Ghost Perps, Black Hand Radio, sixty-six point six. So clearly, this song is like this little skit is shouting out that he plays the little cut then the radio dj kicks in and it's like yo it's fucking lit today it's 37 degrees outside woo but shit still like whatever he's gonna play the next track the next track's called denzel curry it's called pat whatever and then in the car you can hear that they're puffing on marijuana and smoking a little bit of a blunty blunt you can you can almost tell it's a blunt they're smoking based on the coughing and shit so they're doing that And this just serves to transition you into the next track and just kind of sets you up like that. Um, This is the most insignificant thing on this album to me. I give it a four. But on the other hand, from the point of influences and, again, showing respect to, I guess, the environment and the city that raised you and shit, this is an honorable thing for him to do, even if I am simultaneously not enjoying it that much. On that note, one track left on the album. Let's not waste any more time. It's P-A-T, Pat. So Denzel Curry has worked on this album with two producers who worked with Eminem in relation to the MGK beat. Because not alike was the DJ T. Keith, which was about MGK a little bit. And then Ronnie J., which was, if I'm not mistaken... Uh, The one that did the beat for Eminem's response. Anyway, that's not that interesting. Um, He does the beat here along with FNZ. And I'm going to tell you one thing. This song, this is what I was hoping for. Like the whole fucking album. This, this is the shit. This is like the beat just makes you fucking move you can't even sit still you want to like fucking mosh out it taps into that punk energy type shit this is that rage against the machine shit that i've been waiting for the whole album or at least hoping for the chorus is just banger um contact sit up. i'm gonna hold the four all blast sticks out like i'm voldemort that's fucking cool to compare your guns fucking harry potter ones even though we both know the magic wands. fuck you are faster than a gun but still like the villainous side of it it's a pretty cool fucking line um overall again the lyrics on this um are kind of in the same vein of like aggressive of of whatever i'm not going to say anything in here is like super exceptional from a lyrical perspective but the delivery, the energy, the way they bang out this. When he's like instant transmission, have your man's missing plans, thinking while well, my band's sticking, have your ha- client's stricken, hands itching, guess my trigger finger, uh, your spirit linger, uh, get my Stanley steamer on, sniper with the beamer on. None of that resonated with me as a person. All of that felt great. It's the type of shit I found myself screaming along to one day because it's just so hype. i It's the type of shit that is earworm. It's like, I ride my, my bicycle to work, and this is the type of shit I want to be singing out next to Meek Mills and stuff as I'm, like, fucking flowing and getting my energy on. It's just such a great hook to bounce off it to. So, like, it, it's, again, one that I'm not going to think a lot about delirious because I don't know if, again, that's the, the point of it. It's his energy that he has that's so exceptional on this. And Playboy... So, Play That Boy is equally as talented as Denzel Curry on this track. Because they split the rules on the hook. Because uh, Play That Boy did the Voldemort line. Denzel Curry's verse is fucking fantastic. Beef is a wad of meat, bitch, This ain't aqua teen is a great motherfucking line. Even though I just criticized the overall not dopeness of like the the writing per se. That is dope writing right there because it's a good aqua team hunger forest line and beef wad is the little beefy guy there and i found out mc chris came from that show anyway fuck a gun i'm gonna go whip his ass fuck around have you spinning like ties that's okay that's fine all you quick to go pick up a strack, everlast make a take naps used to go to sleep i would hear that block blocka. that parts so the part right before it's like eh the way he says the blaka blocka, I think it's fireworks, but I assume it's a chopper when they hit that man the, that with the boom, shaka, laka, if he score up the same zoom, shata, shata. It's not what he's saying, it's how he's saying it. It's the energy on how he delivers those lines that makes it so fucking exceptional. I really, really like it. My, I do have to give him credit for the bars. Maybe I was a bit wrong. Maybe I was just kind of being a little prejudgy before I got into it and remembered. Because when he goes, I grew up in a city where most people have no goals. Just cold-blooded people in a place that never snow. It snows in my place. I'll trade. I don't like the snow. Six months a year, we get snow. Montreal. Uh, we'll rob you for your chain. Probably pistol whip your hoe. We carry hollow tips because it reflects what's in my soul. Damn. Damn, I was so wrong earlier on this track. That is some fire poetry type shit there. I mean, everything about that is deep and hit me in the propers. I mean... The idea of people not having goals is something that is really rampant in a poverty-stricken environment. So I grew up in kind of poor life, not quite like that, but still poor. And the people in my world were poor. People in my family weren't necessarily well off. None of us was dreaming about doctors and lawyers, and none of us believed it would be possible to get some shit. And so when he says shit like that, I can kind of put myself in the perspective of recognizing just how it is to be in an environment where people don't have goals and the fact in that he does and that he's gotten to this place is, is almost doubly impressive and then the violence that comes in and the idea that we have to carry hollow tips because our souls are fucking hollow like we've all been so corrupted and darkened by everything that's just deep and shit to me it's very nice um i don't know that playboy that play that boy zay um also he sounds great he sounds amazing doesn't necessarily hit me quite the same i do like when he's like riot riot you don't want no violence silence silence tell that boy be quiet i kind of like when he repeats that at the end but overall his verse is more of what i was thinking earlier um but this song's a five on five i love this song I listened to this song quite a few times this is one where like i just knew from the second i heard it that this is going on my playlist and it's gonna be one that i'm gonna binge for a little bit because it's just got that perfect energy the perfect combination but i want to know and this is a serious question that nobody's gonna answer what ted did because play that boy zay said that ted needs to be freed and nobody knows who the fuck ted is and so i want to know why he's free i mean i'm certain people know who ted is I would like to know what Ted did and why he should be free. Then I can offer my support to Ted if I agree with him being free. Otherwise, I don't know if I can. But I just would like to know because he brought it up. And I find it weird when people bring up arbitrary people like that. Like, out of nowhere, at the end of the album, free Ted. Anyway, I still give this a 5. I still think this song is a fucking banger. And that brings us to the end of this album review. Where I was kind of breaking down the album Zoo by Denzel Curry upon which I gave the entire project a 4.35 on 5. There are definitely parts of this project that are not for me. They're airier. They're kind of fun. they're, They're flowy. The the vibe of this project Every song has a vibe That is pretty good And I believe that Denzel Curry Has a very good mastery Of creating vibes with his music Of flowing rhythmic cadences That really suck you in and shit He's got a versatile delivery uh, In the sense that he can do multiple styles And he's extremely talented And showcases a whole bunch of styles on here I love the fact that he shouts out his influences So many times on this album And he's humble like that Where he's not trying to front Like he's some fucking beyond what he is he knows where he's at and he reps it like that there's a definite back then they didn't want me now nah, i'm hot they all on my theme. I had to bring it up again just for those who cut to the end of the album you can hear it a few times but it's almost like it's justified because you, you get the sense that that's just how it ends up playing out for so many people either way i don't know that anybody out there that watches this is gonna like every song on this project but i feel like it's a good sack of random in the sense that you should end up liking two or three songs of like the nine or eight songs on this album. Uh, the skits are all right. They serve their purpose. The features all work well. Uh, Maybach music and all that shit. So yeah, I would not recommend this to everybody, but there's a good group of people that I think would really enjoy this project. And I think it's really well made. And it makes me curious for when Denzel Curry wants to get all serious and uh, really up his bar game. Cause if i had one criticism is that there wasn't enough great writing on this album when he showcased that he's fully capable of it and i just kind of wish it focused more on the writing anyway that's the end of this one thank y'all for being here it means the world to me that you will watch this i look forward to reading your comments and uh... talking to you there because if you make that effort to comment i will make that effort to answer you as quick as i can Um also you can subscribe to the channel if you want to catch more reviews you can hit that like button if you dug the video i would appreciate that youtube would think i'm cool if you did that and then yeah special thanks again to the patrons Ismail goddamsey chris Prado, jonathan barnes dj black hurricane lindell williams they support what we do help us get a new camera and uh just support us and because of that they uh, get to tell us what albums to review and a few other fun shits that will build out and flush out over time and i make music myself so you can check on my work on this channel let me know what you think about that on that note feel free to watch more reviews tell me what you want to see me cover and have yourself a great freaking weekend